morning. Welcome to Summer Chapel. A little bit different. You're all here, rather than spread out all over. The summer theme is footsteps. Uh, we'll spend time this summer thinking about the way that God leads our footsteps. What happens when we wander away, and how does God provide a pathway back for us? We'll be joined by lots of our colleagues this summer who will preach for us uh, and join us in the celebration of conversation in the narthex afterwards. So um, we're going to do a few things differently this summer as well, meaning that we'll spend a little time in transition. Sometimes we'll be in here, and sometimes we'll be worshiping out in the narthex. That's a little hint on a few of the changes. In terms of transitions, today we say uh, thank you and goodbye to Kyle for his continued music ministry with us. Uh, you head out of town when? Okay. Uh, but the end of this month is Kyle's last day with us, and so round of applause. While Kyle heads off for seminary, Belle gets to take some time off uh, and uh, spend June and July recuperating from a long uh, season. And so uh, blessings to you. Our jealousy goes with you and um, uh, rest well. Yeah, perfect, good. Uh, joining us for summer worship staff are a couple of folks that I want to have stand and introduce to you. Our summer music accompanist will be Jessica Helms. You've seen Jessica. Ryan Macius, soon to be a junior, correct? You have to turn and face them. <laughs> and uh, Reverend Elizabeth Niece will be joining us as well. Thank you all for uh, uh, helping pull all of this together. Welcome in the name of God who gathered us from near and far for a time of prayer and praise. Amen. O oh God, who has led us apart from our busy worlds to be into the quiet of this place, grant us grace to worship you that our spirits would be comforted, that our footsteps would be led by your light, and that we would be fed so that we would feed others. Amen. A reading from the book of Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. 
When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he had a proclamation made in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, no human being or animal, no herd or flock shall taste anything. They shall not feed, nor shall they drink water. Human beings and animals shall be covered with sackcloth, and they shall cry mightily to God. All shall turn from their evil ways and from the violence that is in their hands. Who knows? God may relent and change his mind. He may turn from his fierce anger so that we do not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. This is the end of the reading. Theme for Summer Chapel, Footsteps. The focus of the theme is on God who leads and guides each of our steps and then makes a pathway for us to return when we've become lost. A stellar first example for our theme is found in the story of Jonah, often thought of as a children's story, complete with a whale tale. However, the story of Jonah is also an adult story with a very clear question for us to answer. The question, how willing are you to let God be God? Scripture is loaded with story after story of those who are loved and cared for by God. And then those same individuals seem to think that it is within their domain to step into God's shoes, judging, determining, and declaring who is right and wrong, worthy to be saved, or destined to be separated from the community. The simple version of the Jonah story is this. Jonah is one of God's prophetic voices. Prophets have an important but not easily heard message from God. God's word comes to Jonah. I want you to go to Nineveh. The behavior of the people of Nineveh had reached God's eyes and ears, and God did not like what God saw, and so send in the prophets. For whatever reason, Jonah determined that heading to Nineveh the first time God asked was the wrong idea, and so he headed the opposite direction. He hopped on a ship, and headed off to a city called Tarshish. 
in geographical terms. We're talking Nineveh, nor located in northern Iraq, and Tarshish in southern Spain, clear across the Mediterranean Sea, the opposite direction. The story could not be any clearer. Jonah walks, or at least heads, the opposite direction. 2,500 miles in the opposite direction, if you look on a map. Think the distance from Los Angeles to New York. This is how much Jonah did not want to abide by the request of God. He hops in a boat, midway out in the Mediterranean Sea, the weather takes a turn for the worse, and so the captain called out Jonah. Tell me your story. Tell me who you are. Tell me why you're on this ship. So Jonah did. He told the captain the message that he was to be headed to Nineveh, but didn't like what God was up to. And so they threw him overboard, which is where the big fish or whale enters the story. God was not yet done with Jonah, and so the fish swallowing Jonah keeps him in the belly for three days. While in the belly, the story shares that Jonah prayed a prayer like this. Okay, God, rescue me. I've done wrong. I have not done what you asked me to do. And so now I'm ready to do what you want me to do. And with that, the grand fish had some manner of deep indigestion and out popped Jonah on dry land. God came to Jonah a second time. God's saying, okay, let's start over. I'll be God, you be my prophet. Go to Nineveh and tell them that they are doing some very bad things and they need to adjust their ways. Give them 40 days to get it together. And if they don't, every man, woman, child, and beast will be erased from the face of the earth. And the Ninevites changed their ways. But here is where we often lose track of the Jonah story. Jonah gets grumpy, miffed, angry. Why? Well, actually, because Jonah wanted to play God. So he puts on his best godlike voice, and the encounter that is recorded goes something like this. God, I know you so well. When I was headed for Tarshish, the opposite direction, this is exactly what I predicted you would do. You would save these people because you are a saving God. These folks were evil, they were bad, they were disgusting. And I knew that you were going to save them, so why did you send me there anyway? I just could have been comfortable where I was. And with that, Jonah plunked down 
under some shade, angry, frustrated, and now pouting. Grumbling under his breath, Jonah says, this is not what I would have done if I was God. And then God appointed a plant to grow overnight and provide shade for Jonah from the heat of the sun. And the next day, God appointed a worm to attack the plant and kill the plant that it would shrivel and go away. And with that, Jonah gets really grumpy. In a moment of wry humor, God says, Jonah, really, you're going to get grumpy about a tree that grows and then dies? But when I see a city that is dying because of their sin, and I choose to save it, you get grumpy with me? How's that supposed to work? How willing are we to let God be God? If we believe that salvation is pure gift and grace from God, then Jonah's story reminds us that we do not own God's grace, nor is it ours to dole out as we wish. God will be forgiving, because that is the very heart of God. These are the footsteps we are invited to take. Amen. As you see printed in your worship folder, there is space made for your voice. As part of our prayers on this day, please do so as you feel called. Let us pray. Merciful and magnificent God, hear the prayers of your people, spoken and unspoken. Let us pray for the CLU community as it shifts into summer mode where we repair, replace, and restore. Let us pray for those who will travel this summer. Let us pray for our footsteps, led by you and graced by your favor.
Into your hands and onto your heart, we pray. Amen. God is blessing your feet that you may run to those who need you. God is blessing your feet that you may know that your entire life and body are about the task of serving. God is blessing your feet that they may hear and respond to the compassionate impulses of your heart. God is blessing your feet that you may love others deeply enough to know their true needs. God is blessing your feet that you may go very low in order to raise others up and thus honor every person. In the name of God, be blessed.